Feel back to Hachimura! Konnichiwa! Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And it was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assist from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. When a guy took a, took a in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it, honestly. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up in mine? We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions. Thank you for joining us on this beautiful Friday. We are the Beltwave Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vizana, and as always, my brother, Noel. What's up, guys? Happy Friday. Yeah. Noel, you got any big plans for this weekend? <laughs> you know me. Hell no. <laughs> I work enough and do shit during the week. They like me on my couch. Might hit the pool if there's uh, social distancing and uh, reserve my spot and make sure everybody leaves me alone. Better jack that chlorine up in there. I know, you know, I know. I'll drink some bleach down before I go in. <laughs> I hear that's the thing to do. It is. It is. Pine yeah. soul, maybe. Yeah. Well, as always, we have an Instagram page, Beltway underscore sports underscore bros underscore podcasts, and on Twitter at Beltway Bro Pod. And we have a YouTube channel as well. Just search Beltway Sports Bros Podcast. It'll pop right up for you. Okay, so I wanted to get things started with our old friend, former Redskins and current Vikings QB, Captain Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, excited about this one, I hear. Oh, so. yeah. Big fan. <laughs> so Forbes came out with an article recently stating that from June 1st, 2019 through June 1st, 2020, Cousins pocketed $58 million. So this makes him the highest paid football player in the NFL. That's pretty surprising. But first off, I wanted to say that after he left the Redskins, I was trolling Kirk pretty hard on Twitter and he blocked me. Uh, that is one of the greatest achievements of my life. So it I is. just wanted to throw that out first and foremost. <laughs> you know, the, I wanted to touch on this a minute. And the other eight athletes ahead of him made a minimum of $25 million in endorsements, right? So to top it off, he ranks ninth in the fucking world of athletes who have made money during that time span. He made that $58 million with just $2.0 in endorsements. So that was pretty much all contract, okay, to put things in perspective. The guys ahead of him, he has no business being on this list, but Messi, LeBron, Tiger, Ronaldo, Freder, are you serious? This guy? <laughs> this guy. What what the hell has he done to deserve this? <laughs> He's a complete choke artist, always has been, always will be. He is six and twenty-nine against winning teams. Let me repeat that. Six and twenty-nine against winning teams. Uh, something that I always like to throw in Kirk's face. 0 and nine on Monday Night Football. Love that one for the world to see. <laughs> I don't even know how that's even possible. I mean, he but, might win one by accident. You know? Yeah, you would think just just by showing up. Yeah, you know, he would, by osmosis, he might win one. <laughs> and that's you can't blame the Redskins on that one. He's also done that with the Vikings. Yep. But hey, he finally he finally won the big game that wild card game against the Saints last year. Congratulations, Kirk. But in typical Kirk fashion, threw one touchdown in that game, and that was at the final waning seconds of that game. You could argue that he had a shitty defense when he was at the Redskins, no running game, injuries played a part, whatever the case may be. But his he was always a numbers guy. His always his numbers always look good. He's not a winner. He's a stat pattern. 
and I'll say that till the day I die. And, you know, top tier QBs in the league, they never seem to have excuses, right? They they just always seem to figure it out. But this guy has never been able to. In my heart of hearts, I hope that he never will. Yeah, he's like that girl, you know, that shows just enough or get or puts out just enough to keep you coming back. Like just when you think you're going to get rid of this asshole or says, no, he's not the guy. He puts a game together just to keep you coming back for a little bit more. And uh, right. it's always been that way. And you know what drives me crazy more than anything? It's that fakeness. If you're going to be a freaking money hungry asshole, be an Iverson or something like that. You know, but he just hides behind the Bible, hides behind God, hides behind that fake ass PC smile of his. I just want to punch him in the face. You know, when I see him and he's like, me and my... My fam, shut the fuck up. God, I hate him so much. I hated him when he was with the Redskins. I hated the circumstances. He had no loyalty to anybody but money, and he hid behind God and his family. And it made me sick. Gruden put himself out there for him, and I have serious issues with Gruden as well. Pushed out RG3 for this piece of shit, and he held the franchise ransom. In any other team, you would have been lucky to have a damn job. And Gruden saw something in you, and that was to his fault. He did that with other players as well, and it got his ass fired. And he held on to this guy, and he said, thanks, but no thanks. He didn't, He never had any loyalty to the Redskins, never said, I want to be here, or anything like that. And, you know, to make this kind of money, yes, the list is a little skewed, Matt, because it's between June of 2019 through June of 2020. So it's right. when he created that deal that got him a larger sum during that period of time. But still, he shouldn't even be in the equation at all. I don't give a damn if he got paid three times in one year. This guy is worthless. He's done nothing. Yes, he won that playoff game. And it's like, he's arrived. He's arrived. Get the <laughs> hell out of here. You've done nothing up until that point. And he didn't even play well in that game. He had one drive where he showed up. And you know what he did the next game? He shit the bed against the Niners. Shit the bed. He did nothing in that game. He threw for like 170 yards, a touchdown and a pick. They had zero points in the second half. Yes, the 49ers defense is a juggernaut, but arrived? That's who he is, guys. That's who Cousins is. He is nothing but fool's gold. Nothing but fool's gold. And you bite into it, you realize you bit into a piece of shit and, and that's coated in gold. <laughs> That's it. That's what he is. He's fool's gold. No, absolutely. And it's an, an embarrassment that he's even on this list. And we will leave it at that. Yeah. But hey, hey, I wanted to uh, move on. And I have a suspicion that Kirk might be on this list. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, so I, I thought it'd be fun to be as depressing as possible and finish off the week with our top five most hated Redskins in history. Yes. What do you think about that? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so much more fun than doing the greatest ones. Those are so played out. Let's fucking hate some. Right. Until real sports comes back, we're going to be calling this segment Top 5 Fridays. Hey, you came up with that. So I I'm, I'm going to give all That's credit to you. That's my little slogan. See, everybody, I'm not just a loud mouth. I can come up with little <laughs> slogans, little catchy shit. Yeah, and I, I'm willing to give credit where credit's due. So, hey, we also may do it forever. We'll see. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. If people like it, let us know on the social media platform. So, you know where I feel on what other people Oh, so you want to just go the complete opposite and nobody will listen to us is what whatever. you're saying? At least I'm enjoying uh, <laughs> myself. I'm selfish and a narcissist. You know that. Really? I, didn't, I have no idea. <laughs> So let's start this thing off with number five. Noel, who is fifth on your list? Um, a, a little name that probably isn't worth being on the list, but I really hate this guy. I really hate him. He wasn't worth anybody's time, and everybody's probably indifferent to him at this point. Sua Cravens. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. You know, it, it's just a guy that looked like he had some potential upside. He's one of those hybrid guys that could go into coverage, 
looked like he had a lot of skills, undersized linebacker, but could do a lot of stuff. I thought he was going to be a really good player until his brain got in the way or whatever lack thereof. And um, he just didn't have any heart for the game. This is the bottom line. He got concussed, was out for a bit, felt like he got pushed back in. But protocol said, and they brought in a third party guy to say, yeah, man, you're good. And this was during the height of when they were being extra cautious with this concussion stuff because it had just been rolled out. So they were being hypersensitive to this. It wasn't like they were like, yeah, whatever, dude. This was a big time thing at that moment and comes back. Then he gets a shoulder injury, which MRI comes back negative. And they said, yeah, man, it's just a a deep bruise and fought back tooth and nail. Didn't want to come back. Just no heart in the game being quoted as being pressured and, you know, the outside being on Instagram or whatever the hell people call it and just bashing the Redskins, getting in fights in the locker room because guys think that he's a freaking wimp and has no heart. And he was just a waste. And I thought there was a lot of potential there. And when there's potential and they destroy it and they make the Redskins worse than they could have been, they go on my hate list. Fair enough. I mean, he was a second round pick. He was a high second round pick. And yet another wasted pick by Scott McLuhan. Right. The guy who was supposed to save this franchise. Your boy. Yeah, my boy. Right. The thing that pisses me off, he wore number 36. Yet another one on the list that loved Sean Taylor. That did absolutely nothing for this franchise. I will say he... He had a couple of moments. He had that big pick against the Giants that sealed the game uh, late in the season that year. Um, But he was a head case. He had concerns at USC about his attendance. He sure enough had attendance issues with the skins. Obviously, nobody checked up on his background. And it's it's a shame. I mean, the, the front office was supposed to be all buttoned up with Scott McLuhan. And, you know, he goes to the goes to the Broncos. They released his ass on final cuts. And I think him being that tweener type of person, which kind of worries me for this year because I seem to feel like we have a few tweener guys that never seem to work out. But they started him at linebacker, but he was supposed to be a safety. He was They put him at a position that he probably didn't want to be at. The next year, he was going to play safety and go gangbusters, and he went to a Cravens on us. Yeah. And there you go. You know, he reminds me of the, uh, and I always put this comparison together. I don't know if I told you about He's like the Redskins version of Kelly Oubre. They yeah, reminded me of that. the same person, like just weird, quirky guys Al- that aloof, aloof, like you know, huh, 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 you know, just having this weird attitude and just seems off in some way. And that they reminded me of they could have been brothers to me the way they act. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Nicely done, Noel. Thanks. All right, let's uh, let's move on to my number five, if that's okay. I'm gonna say a little bit of a higher profile player, Mr. Deion Sanders. I can't necessarily say I hate the guy, just more disappointed more than anything. Played one year with the Redskins in 2000, signed a seven-year, $56 million contract, which was par for the course back in those days. I thought he played well overall, but really most don't. Most say that he had a he was terrible, he had a shitty season. In reality, he gave up one touchdown the entire year. He had four picks that year, had that fumbled face mask, uh, punt return. I don't even know why he was playing punt returner. I mean, it was at that stage in his career, but for some reason, yeah, they did playing fantasy football, right? You would do that in Madden. You put him back in Madden. You don't do that in real life. Yeah. So, um, I hated how he retired so abruptly because he didn't want to play for Marty. Bruce Smith stuck around Oklahoma drills, all that stuff. But Dion was like, fuck it. I'm not sticking around for this shit that I remember the year it was, uh, 2000, the year he was there that I went to training camp. That was that was the year when they charged $10 per yeah, ticket to go yeah. and $10 for parking. Something that really, and, and the reason he's on my top five is that he was 
signing autographs. I was there. This is the day that I cleaned up on autographs. Oh, okay, the, this the day bit. that you were like shoving little kids out of the way in order to get them. You're that guy. He is yeah. everyone. He's that guy. Like hey, I'll stand I was in the ba- I'll stand in the background and he'll be like boxing people out like little kids. Got to do what you got to do. I yeah. was 16 years old. I had my whole life in front of me. All I wanted to do was get some <laughs> autographs. But I was back line. Literally the next person to get an autograph. I mean, there was there was a crowd there for old Dion and he signed maybe five autographs. The cameras were on him and he had this big smile on his face. He was, you know, doing it for the kids. Cameras turn away. It was like he just saw his dog die and he just walked off. Stop, stop signing autographs. Still hurts me to this day. The reason being, you know, that that seat that I have that they gave away for free. Yeah, I have the cushion. The cushion. Thank you. I have Champ Bailey and Daryl Green on that fucking cushion. I could have had Deion Sanders on there as well. Three Hall of Fame cornerbacks on one cushion. That would have been a game changer. But because Deion's a dick. He walked away and didn't sign it. I mean, to hell with the little kids that had their hearts set on it. I was you know, 16 maybe, years old. I was the a six, kid. The seven and eight year olds that wanted to get an autograph from to hell with them. It, it's It was all about you and your seat cushion and getting value out of your seat cushion. It wasn't value. Yeah. The thing, I didn't sell it. <laughs> it's hanging up in my man cave right now. No, I always thought I always thought he was an asshole. Wow. I always did. And he was good for football in that time period. But at that point, he was already done. I thought always thought he was a great player. He was a great corner. But I was hell never yeah. a fan. I was never a fan. Lesson here, kids. Never meet your heroes. They will always disappoint you. All right, moving on. You can go with number four, Noel. Number four, another drunken Irishman pick, Doxon. Oh, my Ooh. God. Speaking of guys that have absolutely no heart. Of, I'm, I'm going down the heart of the game list, I think, right now. Heart of the game, none. His little foot hurt. His ass hurt another week. And then finally, they put some fire under his, this guy's ass. After they've he's done zilch, they trade up to get him. Does shit. Is injured right off the bat. Has done shit. Finally, after all this time, they get a little impatient with this guy and says he needs to prove something because they've invested a first-round draft pick in him. He hasn't done anything. And this guy's like, well, you, I ain't got to prove nothing to nobody in his low dur 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 attitude that he does because he's like one of those guys that like, you know, whatever, dude. He's one of those guys. Had no fight in him. Well, guess I'm going to be hitting free agency because they didn't extend my deal. Why the fuck should they extend the deal to you? You caught 76 passes and a thousand yards total, total. Michael Thomas would do that on one leg in eight games. This guy, 76 catches. You think he'd be coming in there ready to run through a brick wall when they finally said, look, man, it's a make or break time for you. Nope. Well, you know, it is what it is. Fuck you. I hate him. Well, you know, they, they didn't obviously give him uh, the extension on his rookie contract. The, the, I remember the last year he Rightly was there. So. Right, of course. Of yeah. course. The last year he was there, he was talking all big. Oh, I, I'm the number one guy here. I'm a beasting out training camp hero guy. Very Taylor Jacobs-ish. But yeah. I just think that there was always an issue with him. There, He didn't have his heart in the game. That was yeah. obvious. Just another terrible pick that at the time Scott McLuhan was around, just for whatever reason, he picked talent over heart and grit and that those kinds of things. See, they these guys just didn't have it. And he was definitely at the top of the heap on that one. So Dotson, you're a scumbag and go to hell. Bye. <laughs> All right. My number four is Donovan McNabb. I despised him with the Eagles. I mean, despised this guy with the Eagles. The laughing, the carrying on, borderline disrespectful. Every time he would make a play, specifically against the Redskins, I ugh, he just made me physically ill when I saw him. I rooted for him because I had to as a Redskin, but it never felt right. It never did. And Snyder and Bruce never even consulted 
Shanahan about the trade the first year the guy got there when he agreed that he was handling all of the player personnel stuff. He didn't know the playbook and he seemed proud of that. Refused to wear a wristband because it didn't look cool. Disgusting. In, in fairness, he was on pace for almost 4,200 yards before he was demoted to third string for old sexy Rexy. Uh, but the TD to interception ratio in 13 games was not great. 14 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. He did not have a great year with the Redskins. Uh, but he would have exceeded the single season yards mark for that at that point. So I think there were some good things. He beat the Eagles early on. Overall, I hated McNabb and I was so thrilled to see him go. Reed scammed us twice. Yes, he did. Scammed us twice. He knew when to get out of there. He was playing like shit the year before that. I never liked him. Always hated his guts. Like just having fun out there. Ha ha ha. Shut up. Anytime the Eagles were in a stadium, even if they weren't playing the Redskins, I wanted every team to beat them. And I just wanted a bomb to come down onto the field. Casualties of war. The crowd could be taken out. I didn't care. I wanted that whole stadium to be eviscerated and him at ground zero. I hate him. And I hated that the Redskins got him. And I hated it because like, if you're going to sell your soul for a piece of shit like that, at least do it in his prime, you know, at least do it in a time period where the guy could still fucking move because he was all legs. And then he eventually developed an arm. That season, well, first off, Shanahan hated his guts. I mean, he didn't like him at all. They didn't get along. And right. um, he played him just because he had to. The team was ranked 25th offensively. The reason where a lot of his yards came from, if you look back, was garbage time. Okay, that's where a lot of that 42 on pace yards were coming from. And he benched them when they were on a three-game losing streak. They were in contention at that point. They were 5-5 five and five going into week 11, lost three in a row, and they finally benched them and lost the fourth game in a row against Dallas they lost four games in a row he was not playing well they were winning games in spite of him if you look back he sucked he was scammed five years 78 million dollars for a guy that was a has-been I mean he was on last leg he was never a guy that I wanted them to get I was never excited about it honestly Matt I was hoping that he got injured I don't eh, I kind of do I'm okay with injuries. I'm not going to say that I don't like guys getting injured. Fuck them. But for him, I was hoping he would go down and screw it. You know, at least we can get Rex. I, I was happier when John Beck was in there than him. That's how much I hate McNabb. Hate him. Well, in fairness, that contract was totally window dressing. It was, I mean, it was two and a half million was guaranteed. Oh, so yeah, it, was, it was just straight bullshit. And we knew he would never see a dime of that. Right. All right, moving on to number three. Noel, who do you got? I think I said my point on this one. Um, I've got McNabb at number three. I think I, I laid it out there pretty strong, so I'll, I'll leave it there. All right, fair enough. Mine is uh, Fat Albert, Albert Hainsworth. So, sure, he's on your list somewhere. Somewhere. But... <laughs> So, you know, the guy spent two years in Washington, signed the largest defensive playing contract in league history, seven-year, $100 million total. The kicker, though, was that he made $32 million in the first 13 months, which is insane. Played 12 games in 2009, eight games in 2010. In 2010 was the real kicker. He came in really overweight, even past that conditioning test. That felt like it was going on for decades. Every single day following, will he pass the condition test? Will he not? Will Finally, the fat slob got approved to start playing, but he was just lazy, a dickhead. When he got the contract, he was fat and lazy, fat happy. Another one where we thought, you know, he was the missing piece. He's the one. This is what's going to put us over the top. Not really the case. So traded for a fifth round pick to New England, Hey, which turned into Chris Thompson, so you can't hate that. But they cut his ass in four months once he was traded in New England. <laughs> 
So if, if New England can't fix somebody, nobody can. But the real thing that pisses me off more than anything is in that uncapped year in 2010, the Skins got docked $36 million for dumping Hainsworth's remaining contract. Still pisses me off to this day. You can thank John Mara for that one. And anyway, Hainsworth was a gift that kept on giving. Still, you see worst contracts in NFL history. He's always minimally the top three of those lists. He was a joke. He was a bust. And he had to be on this list. Absolutely. Totally agree with you. I, I do have him on my list a little bit higher. I think he was really the poster child for the Redskins still to this day having a reputation for high spending. Yeah. And he's that flagship. And to be honest with you, Matt, with that Hainsworth thing, ironically enough for Redskins having this reputation, that was the going rate for him. Okay. He was the most dominant defensive lineman in the league at that time and everybody would have been excited to have him it was a big deal to have Haynes it was a big freaking deal and it was like Indomitian Sue back then at Sue's height and for him to come in overweight attitude nobody liked this guy in the locker room Fletcher hated his guts roasted him anytime that he could when he was keeping the money when he wasn't showing up to camp and he and he pocketed the money and there wasn't a single person on Haynesworth's side he was boohooing about that he wasn't the center of the defense because he was switching to a different formation. This guy would find any excuse to not do. This guy worked harder to find excuses to not do jack shit and get fat than actually just go out there and lean on a body. And right. it was just unbelievable. Anything. It's just, I was so excited when they got him, even for the amount of money that they did, that I really thought that this was going to be the difference maker. I really did. I, I thought that, geez, if he plays three quarters of the way that he did when he was with the Titans, that this front seven could do some serious damage and really put us, like you said, over that threshold. And what makes it worse is it's just the consistent criticism that the Redskins get for the spending. The right. spending. It doesn't matter what other teams do, like the Browns and all that. Anytime the Redskins spend two pennies, it always comes back to, here they go again. Here right. they go again. Shut they, up. They haven't done that in 10 years. Okay, so, yeah, and to close that out, he literally fell flat on his face. Uh, <laughs> 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 we remember that one. Oh, uh, remember that image of him, like, <laughs> huffing and puffing on the sideline like he's hungry. How many, times did, how many times did that asshole go off on a cart? Yeah. I mean, like, and he was like, comes right back in. Yeah. Good as new. What an idiot. Ugh. Yeah. God, what a babe. He had, like, that little, that grimace on his face like he was mad like a newborn. All right, moving on. Noel, what's your number two? Well, we talked about him at the beginning. And uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't sway me based on this list. Cousins. Number two. Huh. Number two, yeah. number two of all time. And, you know, that it's maybe some people like him. I don't know. He just he's always rubbed me the wrong way. I've never liked the guy. Even as a Redskin fan, I always wanted to see him fail. Like at every corner, no matter what. Now with him, when he's with the Vikings, I'm like, I just hope that this guy, I loved it when Diggs and uh, Thielen. Thielen would just roasted him like after game eight and just got into his ass. It was like, he's like, all right, sorry, guys, I I'll do better. <laughs> we're still friends right he's such High a five. fucking dork god he's such a dork oh man i hate him he's just such a geek I'm like oh yeah okay guys i'll do better like this guy Diggs is like basically right boy i'm gonna bust your head open he's like oh well um you know you need more classes i'll do it like just god such a dork i hate him so we've already talked about him and gone over the statistics and everything else, but just him as a person, 
I don't care. His friendliness and everything. Ugh. It's like having a pervert around. <laughs> like, you, like, you just feel dirty when he's around. Yeah, well, spoiler alert. He would be my number one. And I'm going to touch on a couple things again. I, not too long, but I've never been so sure of something in my life, this guy being number one <laughs> on my list. I mean, like I mentioned, uh, Jay Gruden stood on the table for him, risked his job to start to start him over RG3, who the owner was freaking obsessed with. Gruden, this poor guy, was hired specifically to fix RG3. Says, nah, I need Kirk. The team paid him $20 million in 2016, $24 million 2017. They didn't give him a contract because he was freaking horrible in 2014. And they, they said, let's see what he does. And I, I we were both totally in agreement with that. Absolutely. He sucked. He fucking sucked. <laughs> he was terrible. And people forget that. It's like, how could you not pay this guy? Did you see him play three prior years? Right. He was trash. So, it, but as you touched on, it wasn't even the play that really pissed me off because he got every year, year over year better. I will concede to that. But he always acted like the nice guy. Always. He was always the guy. It's not about the money guy. The quoting scripture guy. Every time he would talk, he would make my freaking skin crawl. So disingenuous about every little thing. I mean, he would say things like, there was trash at my feet, throwing the O-line under the bus, but not not really throwing the O-line under the bus, right? I mean, shit, at least RG3 was up front about it. If, if somebody sucked, he would call their asses out right. at a press conference, for right or wrong. But he was always kind of like in that gray area bitch mode thing. You know, Kirk's kind of like a girl who puts out a cryptic Facebook message, you know? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Getting that, doing that to garner attention, something like, aren't people toxic? They're the worst. <laughs> and then you go like, is she talking about me? Yeah. And who, who's what she talking she about? Oh, yeah, what, what does she, she mean? mean? I mean, that that's Kirk in a nutshell. Yeah. So freaking desperate for attention, but he not, but he acts like he doesn't want it. Yeah. Fuck Kirk Cousins. <laughs> he can go to hell. All right, that's my, that's my uh that's my number one. Okay. So my number two though is I wanted to touch on and what we'll do this very briefly. Uh Trent Williams. Holy shit. Do we really need to get into this again? The last episode we were all about it. But yeah, yeah. The not the, the reason he's number two because it's still fresh. The wound is still fresh at this point, right? Right. In all fairness, he was a good player for nine years with the Redskins. Very good player. Uh, he went to seven Pro Bowls, whatever the hell that means. Popularity contest. Anybody being popular on the Redskins, shit, I guess we could take that. But I really believe that he was a tad overrated. And I'm not just saying that after the fact. I always kind of felt that way. The guy never made any all-pro teams, ever. The thing that really irked me about him, though, was as a team captain, every year he never showed up for off-season workouts. Right. Then the, then the Trent saga happened over last year, which we won't get into. But as a captain, you're not showing up for off-season workouts. That is a culture issue. And I think even though they're going to be less talented overall, I think it's addition by subtraction because one of your top team leaders isn't showing up for something that's that important to show the other younger players how to work, how to study, how to do all these things. Then that, he's enemy number one when you're talking about the culture. So that's my number. Two. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And, and and the fact that he was OK when he was there, not showing up to OTAs or not showing up at all this last season and allowing his teammates to consistently answer the same questions over and over again in the locker room like he's a ghost. And he's not willing to step up and answer those questions himself, whether it be why I'm not at OTAs. And everybody always says, oh, no, he, he's the hardest worker out there. He's working in Texas. Boy, I saw some of that vid. He's working. He's yeah. working. Like They have to sit here and sell him up, you know, because he's too cool for school. 
You know, right. he's always had that smug, too cool for school attitude. I'm not having sour grapes because he's with the Niners. I'm happy he's gone. Whatever he does, he does. But he's always had that standoffish, never in the media, not saying he feels obligated to be in the media. I'm not saying that. But he's always had that barrier and that arm's length and had other people do his dirty work for him because he was an upper echelon guy that didn't have to deal with the common man. Absolutely. So he's my number two. Who is, uh, you guys know my number one. Who's your number one, Noel? Albert. Okay. Sir Albert. Yeah. So we talked about it and uh, it was just a stain on the Redskins that they can't seem to get out from under every time there's a bust there's a ridiculous draft free agent signing or anything like that it just rears its ugly head like you said it's always going to be there they're never going to get out from under that and until this team can win games and until they can show they can do it and I hope that they do this with Rivera I really do and show that culture change this is going to be the rep that the Redskins have that internally it's always going through Snyder and they're always going to overpay for guys even though they haven't done it in a long period of time. This reputation, it can all be resolved by winning game. And uh, that's really, like I said before, he's the poster child of all of that. And we haven't been able to shake it because we're not producing on the field. Yeah, and, and not just winning one-offs here and there, being a right. cons- consistent winner. Right, and consistent the- winning. And the NFL is, they put this system together so even the shittiest teams can win once in a while. And it's been far too long for the Redskins. And I hope that we can get back to consistent winning and we can really start to reap the benefits of Riverboat Ron's culture change. All right. Well, that will do it for this episode. Hopefully it wasn't too much of a downer for you guys. We'll try to be a little bit more upbeat next time. But as always, we're on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review and subscribe. Tell your friends. Word of mouth is a huge help. If you like this show, share it on social media. That's also huge. I don't know the people you're friends with. We don't know who they are. So maybe they'll like it, too. So again, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. Thanks for listening. And we will see you Monday. Have a good weekend.